Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists. Hello and welcome to Question of the Week. I'm James Titko. This week, Douglas writes in to ask, are biofertilizers an answer to solving the use of chemical fertilizers? Are they more advantageous in any way? And it's a very pressing question, Douglas, given the news we are to reach the Paris Agreement's 1.5 degree temperature target in just seven years and the contribution of synthetic fertilizers to the degradation of our environment. One University of Cambridge study found that, along with manure, fertilisers are responsible for emitting the equivalent of 2.6 gigatons of carbon per year. That's more than the shipping and aviation industry combined. With me to explain the role biofertilisers might play in bringing this down is Giles Oldroyd from the Department of Plant Sciences at the University of Cambridge. Hi James, this is indeed a great question. So not only would replacing chemical fertilisers with biofertilisers greatly reduce the greenhouse gas emissions and the pollution that's derived from agriculture, but it would also be much cheaper for farmers to practice. Most fertilisers are nitrogenous, that means they contain a lot of nitrogen, and we use an awful lot of energy to generate those nitrogenous fertilisers. Most of this energy is derived from natural gas, which makes fertilizers very costly, especially now with those very high costs of gas. As well as extensive greenhouse gas emissions, the application of fertilizers also causes the release of nutrients into the natural environment that depletes biodiversity. Biofertilizers instead make use of the ability of fungi and bacteria to capture essential nutrients, especially nitrogen and phosphorus, from the surrounding soil and air. Some species of bacteria possess an enzyme capable of converting molecular dinitrogen in the air into ammonia, a reactive form of nitrogen that plants can use. Some species of plants can form associations with these nitrogen-fixing bacteria, as well as with species of fungi that help the plant capture sources of nitrogen, phosphorus and water from the soil. Biofertilizers make use of these microbial associations, either directly with the target crop plants or with co-cultivator plants that can form the associations. The stumbling block is the levels of the nutrients one can currently deliver to crops using biofertilizers. But raising the utility of biofertilizers is an area of very active research in both public and private sectors. At the University of Cambridge, we're currently undertaking field trials looking at varieties of barley that get hypercolonized by the beneficial fungi 
as well as working really hard to try to transfer the association with nitrogen-fixing bacteria to crop plants that cannot currently do it. In the private sector, there's also been a large emergence of companies, particularly in the USA, to develop nitrogen-fixing bacteria as inoculants to apply to a range of crops, including cereals, to deliver nitrogen through this route. So, Douglas, yes, indeed, the use of biofertilizers is advantageous over chemical fertilizers owing to their reduced burden on the environment. Some fungi and bacteria form associations with plants and give them the nitrogen they would otherwise be getting from chemicals, which are carbon-intensive to produce and detrimental to the environment once they're applied. Biofertilizers aren't currently as efficient as they could be, but there are promising developments in this highly active research field. That's all for this edition of Question of the Week, but make sure you join us next time when we'll be answering this question from listener Gary. Suppose I build a time machine that can transport me one decade, one century or one millennium into the past or future. Would I, with all my typical 2023 bacteria, viruses, antigens, etc., landing in an urban setting, become the starting point for an epidemic? Or would I quickly die to pathogens that are not common today? If you'd like to send your own question in for us to have a go at, pop it in an email to chris at nakedscientists.com. And you can look forward to us tackling Gary's question next week. Until then, from me, James Titko, goodbye. Question of the Week is part of the Naked Scientists podcast and supported by the Wellcome Trust and UK Fast. Look us up online at nakedscientists.com. Thinking about your next career move in research and development? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that's investing £20 billion in R&D over the next two years. The nation that's home to four of the world's top research universities. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.